New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. This is the third and final episode of the How to Stop Competing on Price and Get Paid for Bids, Quotes or Proposals series that I've been conducting with my co-host Greg Hamlin from Builders Profits and Trades Coaching. This episode is called How to Get Paid for Bids, Quotes or Proposals. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, please go ahead and share it with someone else. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the third and final episode of the How to Stop Competing on Price and Get Paid for Bids, Quotes, or Proposals series that I'm conducting with co-host Greg Hamlin from TradesCoaching.com. Greg, welcome back to the microphone. Hey, mate. How are you, Matt? Very well, thank you. And this has been a cracking series so far. We've had the first two um, episodes, which if for the listeners out there you did miss, go back and um, check them out because they, um, as always, they kind of segue into the into each other. So in the first episode, we were talking about how to stand out from your competition. In the second episode, we were talking about how to qualify prospects to stop wasting your time. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get paid for bids, quotes, or proposals. Now, Greg, this is actually a question that we have had on the show uh, recently. A co- colleague and friend of mine, Dave from Dave Ferrari Constructions, actually emailed in asking about this. How can I start quoting for jobs? I'm spending so much time in the office quoting these jobs. Some of them aren't coming through. A lot of them aren't coming through, but I'm just wasting all my time. Um, I'm really interested to hear your take on this. Yep. No, that's good. And that's the thing, you know. I've got told by lots of builders and contractors, you know, quoting is is the biggest time-consuming part of their business, and they often do it for nothing, you know. Yeah. And when you look at a builder, you know, I hear a lot of times again from builders, and they say, you know, I'm just a dumb builder. Well, there's no such thing as a dumb builder. I think a builder is actually smarter than a doctor and a bloody lawyer in a lot of cases because you know they're out there building homes, and what I'm what I say is, you know, their time is valuable. Why can't you charge? similar well maybe not the same as a well there's no reason why you can't change the same as a solicitor or a doctor either you know mm-hmm. it really comes down to your perception and this is probably going to be a little bit of a mind shift like, like i say process beats mind shift every time but mindset all the time but this one you you know a lot of people won't take that step because it's too far outside the box you're right it's outside the box but what i suppose i'd like to talk about is that whole question of well okay, if I want to go down the path of charging for quotes or charging for proposals or charging for bids or tenders or whatever you want to call it, how then do I market that against my competitors which are not doing that? Ah, point of difference is what it's all about. It comes back to your point of difference and your your niche in your business, right? So if you've got a business that's niched into, say, let's say you're doing remodeling or renovations sort of work, right? Mm -hmm. That's your niche, niche. And so when you're looking at that, you've got to stand out from your crowd and doing that. And part of that is if we go all the way back to the first episode podcast, yep. we, we talked about, you know, 
identifying the target markets, what their fears, frustrations, and then we spoke about, well, we didn't get right into it, but their wants and aspirations. Mm -hmm. So this is where, you know, getting paid for quotes comes into play, is if you know what they want and you can provide a product that scratches that itch, if you want of a better term, then people buy products, Mm -hmm. right? And so just to give you a bit of a heads up, let's just, I'll just set the framework because, you know, there's so many people out there offering free bids, quotes, and proposals, right? They always, we do free quotes, we do free quotes, right? And there's no value in it anymore. Unfortunately, in the industry, insurance companies have taught us we've got to get how many? So what's the normal standard number? It's three. three. Yeah. Yep, three. That's what the insurance companies taught us. Nobody taught clients that they've got to get seven, eight, nine, or ten, and that's what I see a lot of builders doing, six or seven quotes. The client's waiting for another quote to come in. How many do they got? Oh, six. What the? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But And then then we talk about point of difference, and I say, back 50 years ago, doing free quotes might have been a point of difference. It isn't anymore. Mm. Right? So having that point of difference helps you in this whole process. So understanding, having the point of difference and understanding the client's or the prospect's wants and aspirations, if you can build a product that scratches the itch and you sell that product to them, because people buy products. So this is something that I suppose, I mean, a lot of the builders out there do battle with, obviously. And when we had this question come in a couple of months ago, we kind of put together a pretty good framework. And I'd maybe like to run it past you to see what your take on it is on it, because obviously you do a fair bit of this. But what we came back with was, so the scenario is, um, Dave's out there, he does a lot of lot of quoting. He probably quotes, you know, jobs in the typically under a million dollar range, but, you know, may, may might be like half a million bucks worth. So pretty, pretty large scale renovation work. And then he'll, so he spends a lot of time, maybe two to three days sometimes actually quoting these jobs. He does a very thorough quotation. Some of these jobs don't go ahead, but then within his job, so what happens is he'll give this quotation to the customer. The customer may not accept it, but then they'll take his quote, take it to the next builder. And because Dave's quotes are so good and so in-depth, and they even go to the point of including things like bill of quantities, basically the customer can just give that quote to the next builder and the builder can beat it on price without doing any of the work of setting up the proposal, then you know it's it's done. So what we came up with is maybe finding a way that he could potentially package that or instead of calling it a quotation, it might be a a home renovation assessment or something like that by where you, you know, it might cost them, you know, 1500 bucks to get this home renovation assessment. But then if they want to go ahead with the bill, they can deduct it from the price of the the, um, the package. Or if they don't want to go ahead, that's fine. They can just take that and then pass it on to the next builder and they can use that to quote off. Yep, that's exactly what the process is. But uh, I still wouldn't give them the bill of quantities. There's something I teach with a lot of our clients. Yeah. Is you, there's only so much information you need to give to a client. Right? Yeah. And if a client needs more than inf- that information, you need to under- you need to work out why they need that information because now they're in this mistrust area with you. So, yeah, okay. so before I said about the trust, people buy from people they like, know, and trust. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty well on the mark there with the process. The process is basically find the product that scratches their itch I'll give you an example. You said about the renovation consultation. So uh, example is I was doing a a renovation. This is where I got it from, actually. It it was down in Canberra 15, 20 years ago. So people have been charging for quotes for lots of years, right? But this is the only time I've ever seen it done this way, which was where the guy actually got the draftsman. He he ran an ad in the paper and said, looking looking to do a dual occupancy or um, development, uh, need a feasibility study. It was something like that, need a feasibility study. Now, I'd actually bought this property that I was going to renovate and it was a, you know, that renovator's delight thing and at the end of it I'm going, uh, this ain't going to stack up. Like, there was no way I could make it stack, you know. And so I've looked at it and it was just before the fires went through Canberra. So, again, I'm showing my age. Um, and um, I've gone, 
I saw the ad and I said, that, that scratches my itch. I'm going, okay, I, I need to know what I can do with this. I'm, I'm thinking about doing a development now because the renovation didn't stack up. So I rang them up and the guy came out and I put a little bit more process behind this for the builders now because this guy just came out and stood there and said, yep, 830 square block, uh, corner block, yeah, you'll get two villas on that, 100 bucks. It cost me 99 bucks back then. And I'm going, okay, fair enough. Great, here's the 100 bucks. What's the next step? Because I've, I've, no, I've pulled my wallet, pulled my wallet out. I've paid him 100 bucks. Am I going to go anywhere else? Right. Not likely. You know, yeah. I've already, I'm, I'm committed. Yeah. So then the next step is he said, well, we need to do a design and construct. So we're going to do a, a rough design. And so what we'll do is we'll do, it'll take me a, a week. I'll get you up a, a design on it. That's going to cost 800 bucks, $400 now and 400 bucks when I've completed. Well, there's my next step, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, shit, here I am. I, I'm happy because he's telling me what I can do to make money out of this. Yeah. And so, you know, the product scratched the itch. And so in the end of the at the end of the day, I mean, cut a long story short, we had the fires go through. I made a motto on that property. I sold it without having to build build it in that. There's a couple of things that he stung me on on the way through, and that's the stuff that I teach with clients. Is if you go and if you if you're a builder, I spoke about owning the process before, own the process. Don't send your draftsman out, go out with your draftsman. Okay. Get paid for it and go out with your draftsman if you're doing it. So there's a couple of little things there that I'd say, look, because I didn't know that I was dealing with the draftsman. I thought I was dealing with the builder. And then when it came around to um, doing the drawing, I knew I was dealing with the draftsman then. And then when I wanted the plans to sell the plans, well, he had the copyright. And, and so I'm now in a dispute to get the plans. And right, okay. long story short, yeah, it was good. I mean, it, I still had a great outcome. I still made $180,000 on the project, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm still I'm sitting here going, yeah, it was still okay, but it was a painful process. Yeah, okay. You're not meant to make it painful. So what I'm saying now is if you get a product that addresses their itch, that feasibility study, that was a feasibility study he called it. Design, he called it a development feasibility study. But you're right with the renovation console. So um, yeah. what you're really looking to do is put a sexy name on it, so yeah. put a handle on it. So try and put a handle on it that's not the same as – you, you've got to get rid of the word, quote, out of bid, quote, yeah. or proposal. Exactly. Everybody's got to take those words and just put them in the bin, never ever to use them again. Yeah. Right? And so if you turn it into a product, and when you go to the supermarket, what do they sell? Products. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You've now got a product. So whether that, and, and I'm a believer, I've got clients that are doing somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 every time for a quote or proposal. Right? Mm-hmm. Because your time is, like, if you're doing a full-blown proposal, you know, you're going to spend a week on it. Yeah. Some guy, I mean, again, we won't get into systems, but there's some tool, great tools out there you can do. If I talk to somebody and says about a $120,000 quote, they'll say, oh, yeah, that might take me a week or might take me two weeks. And I've got other guys out there who'll say, yeah, that takes me two hours on the software. You know? Yeah, that's right. Right. So there's all that sort of stuff in play as well. But, you know, you still got to, even if it took two hours, I would still charge 1500 bucks or $2,000. There's no two ways about it. You've got to charge a decent amount of money for your time. Well, at that, and you're selling the product. <laughs> yeah, you're selling. Yeah, you're not selling your time. You're selling. Your, you're a cons- consultant selling yep. the product. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, but it, but it's got to be a product of value. So going back to my example with the guy in Canberra, just to add value to it, have a checklist. <laughs> just stand there with a pen at least. Yeah. Not just stand there and scratch your head and say, yeah, that'll fit. Show them some value when you go out there. You know, it might be hundred bucks, but have a checklist going. Yes, it's on a block that's big. Yep, that fit there. That fit there. And just draw up. Yeah, I think we can fit two villas across here, bang here. What would some of the common objections be, Greg, when it comes to, I suppose, I'm guessing like one of the primary objections is going to be, of course, the, the, the paradigm shift from going from doing something for nothing to trying to charge for it. What are some of the other 
I suppose objections or you know bottlenecks that people might might be the people that are listening to this may 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 be facing. You know, it's that whole um, I suppose not positioning as it a, as a product product properly. Yeah, and that's the the thing. It is a product. You're going to add value. So not so the product doesn't add value to the to the, the conversation that's going on in the prospect's mind. Mm-hmm. Right. If the product doesn't add value to the prospects uh, convers to that prospect, then you're never ever going to sell it. And that's probably Another thing is trades and contractors tend not to value their time as much as anybody else. Mm. And that's the paradigm shift, I suppose, when they don't value their time. Who um, else is going like to? They'll do things for free. Yeah. Yeah. So why is somebody else going to pay for their time if you're going to do it for free? Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's the paradigm shift that I'm, I'm talking about. But if you can show the value in the product and the product must have value, that's the thing. You know, even if, it, even if you put $299 on it or like let's say your first appointment, is to go out and do that feasibility study, standing on the corner of the block to look at it just to make sure it's right. Well, there's two things. Now you're getting paid for your time. Even if you're only getting a, a 100 bucks or 200 bucks for it, you're at least getting paid for it. You weren't getting paid for it before. But you're that first thing. Then what you do is you sell the second product. So you make your first product sexy. Yeah. So you're going out there to, sell, to, to at least stand out and do a bit of a proposal. Now, it's up to you whether you can, you can do that for free or you can do that with, um, as a paid process. And a lot of guys do that. Valued at three hundred ninety nine dollars, free for the first seven calls. Yeah, you know, I'm not. That. I think as well, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. We're talking at the moment. I suppose like we, we're kind of pitching this towards you know your builders and uh, but that kind of client that goes oh that kind of um, tradesperson that might go out there and quote like a bigger project. But it also applies to like what you're talking about there applies to pretty much any business at any level in the sense that what you're talking about is getting people to qualify themselves through various stages of the buying process. So it doesn't have to necessarily, I mean, if you're a, if you're running a maintenance plumbing company, it's going to be hard for you to, I suppose, apply that specific example to it. But I mean, one thing you can do is you can get them to qualify through your website for a certain way. Like if they can download some sort of document, they've sort of, that's qualified them more than someone that hasn't. And if they've taken a step to maybe join your membership club or something like that, they're obviously more qualified than the person before them. Yeah, well, for the domestic plumbers and that that I've worked with in the past, it's risk reversal. You know, they don't really need to do quotes. If you can risk reversal the product or right. the, the thing, if you can take the risk away from it, because, again, you, you don't want the tyre kickers and time wasters, the people that are going to penny pinch and whinge about, you know, 50 cents here or $2 here. You want the people, you want A-grade clients. You don't want C and D-grade clients. So, yeah. so, you know, this is moving away from getting paid for quotes, but if you're in the domestic plumbing or electrical space, you know, if you're looking at risk reversal, going back to our first thing where we were talking about point of difference, yep. understanding what the fears and frustrations are, if you can address that in your marketing and take that risk away from the client, well, then there's no need to do quotes. They'll yep. just pay for your services. Yep. You know, in, in saying that, I mean, there's some bigger size. I mean, you might be doing quotes for you know, a $1,500 job or $2,000 job. Yes, then that might be a little bit different. But again, if you can take that risk away, uh, and that's what you're doing with this. Um, if you do that 300 bucks and you go ahead, we'll take it off the next product. We'll yeah. take it off, your, off your job when you go ahead. So you're basically taking that step from, and that's why I say two, two products, because even people going out and doing a free assessment, I still think they should be paid for their time. Yeah. Don't go out and do a free assessment. That's probably been the biggest roadblock for me is the the guys that don't want to pay for that, don't want to charge for that uh, free assessment. Mm-hmm. And that's because they haven't built that product in the first place. They haven't really identified what that product should be. They haven't really got into the, the client's wants and aspirations. Mm. And, and so that, I suppose that's it. But the, as I said, the product must add value to the prospect's 
right uh, to to the process, and then after that, you then pull that pull the risk out of it by saying, if you go ahead, then we'll take it off the price. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, it's now that you say it, it's something that I'm uh, actually jotting down notes on things I could be doing myself. <laughs> myself yeah, well, I mean, in that area. Well, it's funny. Um, I've been working with you know Clinton and that we were working with Clinton and that. And we were talking about the same thing. I've got a process in my business. We used to always every um, every business coach and consultant out there they give away their time for free. And I'm going, well, how do I charge for quotes? I've been doing it for years. I'm going, how do I charge for my quotes and that sort of stuff? So we developed a product to do exactly the same thing. We call it a. It's actually it is a high value product. It used to be our first steps in our coaching process. But what we did was we pulled that first product out, put it on the other side of the sales process, and said, now we do. Uh, business uh, review and planning sessions. Yeah. And that business and review and planning session is what clients would pay in their 12-month coaching fee. We pulled it out and put it at the front end. And, yes, it, it's a high-value product because, you know, there's four hours worth of work goes into it and we do go through the business, we understand where they are, but they walk away with a plan. Right. And we now charge for it. But before that, I was doing the same as everybody else. Even though I was teaching how to get paid for quotes, I'm sitting there going, how do I get paid? How do I get paid? Mm. And wasn't until I was talking to Clinton and we said exactly the same thing. You know, uh, we do do 15-minute chats. The idea of the 15-minute chat is to ascertain if or how we can help them. If we can't, I'll, I'll be the first to say, if I can't help a business, if they're going really well or if they're just about dead, if you know what I mean, yeah. well, I, I, I can't help them. But I'll try to help them in, by pushing them in the right direction to help them. Yeah. So that's the only only freebie that we do now is, is, is because of that process because you know uh, my time is valuable your time is valuable your clients your prospects the people you listen your listeners times are valuable and as i said before harsh reality is if you spend your time it's gone forever you know you can spend money you can make more you can do all that sort of stuff but every minute that you lose it's busted it's gone you don't get that back so as a takeaway from this episode what would you think would be a good i suppose framework for people to apply in the space of okay how can i Get stuck getting paid for bids, quotes, and proposals. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the the, the framework would be um, starting off just remembering, like I was just saying, your time is valuable. Make sure your your time you 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 getting charged or you're paying you getting paid for your time. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is being professional. Um, you know, you're not just a contractor. You're now a solutions provider. You're providing a solution to their problem, right? And then build a process into a system. And so building that process could be that two-step process, like I was saying before, you know, the initial product offering where you go out and do an assessment and the second product offering where you do a proposal. Now, we didn't really mention, you mentioned about your mate with the the full-blown proposal. We just set up a simple template that gives like a workflow, stages in the job, again, showing them a clear path. So again, if you can show the clients your clear path and control that process, then you're helping them to buy. But build that process. And the other one you can use is, you know, software. There's plenty of software out there now. Yep. Software, there's some quoting software that where you can actually go out and sit in front of a client and quote in front of a client, uh, sorry, do your um, process in front of a client and come up with a price with it. There's some other software out. You can just get the three, you get the picture, uh, sorry, the plan, picture, good on me, uh, the plan. <laughs> <laughs> You get the plan, you scan it, and turn it into a 3D rendering, and you sell that 3D rendering for 1500 2000 2500 or whatever, mm. and they own that 3D rendering yep. of, the, of the project, right? So there's some great software out there. But again, really the process is if you can 
if you can control the whole process, like I said in the other episodes, if you can control that process. So if somebody rings you up, you you control that process from when they ring up to the start of the job or to the finish of the job, even past the finish of the job for that matter. But uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. I suppose this is more of a sales thing, but I wanted to give you an example. I was, years ago, I, when I first got into sales, I wanted to go and buy a suit. I went up to good old Grace Brothers when it was up in the, in uh, Broadway up there. I walked in there, 1000 bucks in my pocket. I was a, I'd just come off of building Parliament House and we, I was getting in my first sales career. I spent, I was there with a thousand bucks and I, I could have let the gun go off. You know, I walked up to the suit area, I'm standing around looking there. I had no idea what I was going to buy. Mm-hmm. Three salespeople would not move away from that counter. Yeah. But I went, walked out, and an hour later, I walked out with nothing. I walked down, I was down near the cinemas down in George Street, and there's a little suit shop down there. And I walked in, walked past there, and I was like, oh, I'll have a check this guy out. Walked in there, and the guys greeted me and said, hey, look, have you been in here before? You know, I said, no, I haven't. He said, so. Can I ask what type of thing you're looking for? I said, well, I'm just new into sales. He grabbed me and he owned me through that process. I walked out of there not only spending me 1000 bucks, but maxing my credit card out <laughs> with everything I needed to start this job because he professionally showed me how to buy. Yeah. And that's what I suppose the main part about this is, is you're there as a consultant or a, uh, as, a, as a solution provider Helping them to provide, helping them to buy, professionally showing them how to buy. So build a process, use software to design and construct, own the architects or own the d- designers or own the, the, the uh, draftsmen that are involved. But, but in that trace, process, own the process. Take the payments yourself for it. Don't just go send them off to the draftsman and, and hope and pray that the draftsman doesn't send them to four other builders. Own the process. You take the money and pay the pay the draftsman. Yeah. So, so really it is about in that process love it well look mate i think that pretty much wraps up this episode unless you there was anything else you wanted to add uh no i think like i said keep saying process beats mindset all the time so yep. uh, i would say you know get in build build the steps out and um own that process that's probably the biggest takeaway beautiful well look, mate that's uh that's a wrap for this episode that's a wrap for this series i just want to say thank you very much for show, uh, i suppose informing us and letting us filling us in on all this stuff that you work so hard to create over the years uh i know for certain the audience are going to love this how can people find you yeah i suppose the best way is um just go to either buildersprofits.com or tradescoaching.com fantastic websites and uh just book into you know, you, the easiest thing is use the contact us form on there Um, And we've got a couple of giveaways we'll give away as well. Okay, cool. Well, look, there will be links to this in the show notes regardless. And um, I know know your guys have put together some um, pretty useful infographics uh, that relate to each of those episodes. So um, for any of the listeners that want more information or they want to get hold of uh, Greg, just head across to um, the show notes for this episode and uh, you'll be able to get a direct link to that. So, Greg, thank you once again. Um, We will no doubt be in touch, and I can almost guarantee there's going to be more questions coming back uh, relating to this podcast, so we might have to drag you back onto the mic. Not a problem at all, mate. (laughs) Thanks. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. Thank you, Greg, and uh, we'll be speaking to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. 
If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, That would be fantastic, and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, Likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.